Welcome to wickedy, the wickedy, welcome. No, my turn. My podcast. turn. My turn. Ship, 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 shibbity, ship. My turn. Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast episode. See, Kieran, this is why you do it. <laughs> you've got Fuck that. It. You've got two sound buttons and that's it. That's it. You got to add some more, bro. Two more than you. The peop- the- <laughs> Mate, you had one job. I'm like, uh, come on, I want to touch it. One job to introduce the podcast. Look, I know failed. it's episode 64, bro. 66. Wrong number. I know yeah. my plus twos. Yeah. Welcome to the Beyond <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 66. <laughs> Wrong button. You All right. Suck. No more buttons. You this suck. is I apologize. If this is the first time listening to this podcast, I apologize. Our intros are very poor. And it's become a running joke on YouTube talking about how shit our intros are. So welcome to the Every podcast. Bad. The podcast itself is better than the intro. I'm Kieran Lefebvre. I'm a blue belt under the black belt. Adam Childs, who is, who is this guy? Hello. Waving I'm to the camera. Waving to the camera. Yep. Yes. It's like you've got to- Ends off the table. I oh, know. We're trying. Sorry. We've got cameras on the table and I'm always so angry. They shake the cameras. Yeah. So I'm trying not to. I feel like I'm having- lunch at my grandma's house and she's like elbows off the table that is good manners in it's the also Na- who cares in the navy if you sail under sail so not under power around the cape i don't know what that means so so like a sailing boat oh like as in not yeah not under power like, uh, like a, just yeah, yeah, yeah civilian or it could be military but as long as it's um under sail not under like machine power like so oh, you're on a sailboat sail, so, right? sorry yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. in the navy if you under sail, sail around under either wind power. Under wind power, sail around either of the capes, either north or south of Australia. Then you can have one elbow on the table, depending on which cape. I can't remember which is left and right. And what exactly? And if you sail around both, you can have two elbows on the table during messiness. Otherwise, you're not allowed to have elbows on the table. Wait, so uh, so that's like a right that you earn. Exactly. So so I thought you meant like. <laughs> As you're sailing around the Cape, no, no. put your right elbow <laughs> on the table. <laughs> no, Yay! after you've like completed that, it's like quest you've complete. Been, you've unlocked right. right elbow, and then you can have one. And then if if you sail if you've sailed around both, you can have two. Fun facts. Like uh, poor Jimmy lost his left arm <laughs> in, the, in the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> he can't put his. Oh, poor guy. Fuck me. He earned the right to put his left elbow on the table. He ain't got one. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway, today we are. Stupid uh, rule. I hate that rule. Get your hands off the table. Today we're talking about the unspoken rules of jujitsu. That's why you clicked on this episode. You want to know what you're not allowed to know. Or you you're not allowed to know. It's or just no one tells you. Yeah. And then you usually learn it by. Getting your face smashed into the wall. So as, as something different, as something different for this podcast episode, because this is about the unspoken rules, we're just going to mime them. <laughs> Ready, Kieran? You go first. That was great. <laughs> this is when you could have hit the Tweety Bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well. don't do it now. It's too late. No, no, no. I'm not going in. The ship has sailed around the Cape. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, saw that coming. So, okay, so right, what- Bad intro, we're three and a half minutes in. Unspoken rules. There's a lot of stuff in jujitsu that is, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, traditional rules. And every gym is going to be different. Some you could say are just blanket, regardless of what gym you go into would be rule. Other gyms, they're going to be enforced or not enforced, right? So 
I'm going to go through some of the rules. I'm also going to address some of the rules. Kim's looking at me because I'm touching. I'm just caressing it, bro. Just let me. Stop touching the table. Well, my coffee's on the table. Touch your coffee. You're, you're like, get it, get your own table. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we need to like set up a little side yeah. table just for you. <laughs> Bang. Anyway. Next week I'm sitting here in a recliner with a fridge <laughs> on the side I of it. I fucking wish. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So there's some, you know, unspoken rules, right? Some are very obvious. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would say you already trained jiu-jitsu. So I'm not talking about rules like no shoes on the mat. Although that is a rule like yeah. that you're not often told that rule. I mean, you are if you accidentally step on like day one, but I don't, they're not rules that people listening to this podcast need to hear. Mm. Like don't, don't wear shoes on the mat. So you already trained. When like parents of kids exactly. come onto the mats and like they got their, their shoes on you and you just cringe. Like whenever you see it, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it does lead me to my first unspoken rule, which is not, I mean, it's just tied into the no shoes on the mat, mm. which is you can't like, do you know why there's no shoes on the mat? Cause you don't want dirt or and shit exactly, all over the mat. Exactly. Right. So some people, I don't know why, but they have this, you know, they think, Oh, it's no shoes on the mat because I don't know, it'll damage the mats or something or, or maybe they do realize that it's because of dirt but then they don't make the correlation that bro, if you walk into the gym, like if you're out on the street barefoot and then you come into the gym and go onto the mat barefoot, like it's no different to wear. That's shoes. grubby anyway. Like if you're doing that, that's well, pretty fucking I mean, grubby. I don't, I, what, you mean being barefoot grubby? Yeah, being barefoot walking around the street. That's pretty fucking grubby. No, yeah, but in my no, opinion. I would depend. I think that depends where you are. I think you need to be at least wearing flip-flops, man. Depends where you are, man. Like let's say for like- if is you it? can't afford shoes, then that that's, you know, <laughs> like that's another Why conversation. Why can't you afford but- shoes? Because your gym fees are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paying a train here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it depends, right? Like the reason I'm saying it's, it depends is because if you're in a very, uh, like if you're in a town, city that's right on the coast, like very beach orientated culture, like, like if you see people down at Bondi without shoes on, you go, that's grubby. If they're walking around the street, yeah, it's a little bit grubby. Yeah, yeah I I'm, guess I'm maybe, not a fan maybe of it. I'm a bit, my view's a bit twisted because like growing up in Byron Bay, it's yeah. like it was weird if people wore shoes. Nah, man, I like, think you should like, you come off the to, sand, to the, off the to, beach, you should put on your <laughs> flip flops, man. I'll tell you how, how my view was so warped, like <laughs> moving down here from Byron. So for people who don't know Sydney very well or Australia well, so Byron Bay is a coastal town in Australia, a beach town, quite well known for hippies and smoking weed and whatever. And Sydney and in the particular part of Sydney we're in, uh, it's a wealthier part of Sydney, right? And we have this place called Bondi Junction. There's a big you know, for American listeners, a mall, right? That it's we right near there. Bondi Beach. Right near Bondi Beach, one of the world's most famous beaches. Westfield is what this mall is called. When I first moved down to Sydney <laughs> from from Byron, I look back at this and I go, yeah, that would have been a bit out of place. <laughs> I remember just like going into the Westfield and I would just be wearing like board shorts, mm. like, like I came from the beach, board shorts, no shirt, no shoes, nothing. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just walk into the West field, walk down to the bottle shop, grab a long neck, which are like the tall beers and then just be drinking it out of a brown paper bag. Cause that was like, at least when I grew up. People would think that you're 
homeless they would or yeah, drugged out or both 100% in this area but in Mate. Byron you're like trendsetter I like it. <laughs> that's normal <laughs> like yeah you yeah. fit in uh but yeah anyway so whether you argue it's grubby or not whether you argue that oh in my town no one wears shoes cuz we're right by the beach like like no joke man i don't know nowadays in Byron cuz i don't live there anymore but i'm not exaggerating growing up like it was weird like no one wore shoes ever like of course, if people were working a job, they wore shoes. But nine out of ten people walking the streets of Byron had no footwear. Super, super common. Okay. Point I'm making is some people don't make that correlation. They, they maybe even you just park your car and walk from your car into the gym barefoot. Like no man, it's then no different to walking on the mats with, with shoes with shoes on. Yeah. So, so that's arri- not you, not not you quite need to an- arrive at the gym wearing some form of footwear. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that goes, that's actually also goes for, for competition, right? Like if you're competing, yeah. definitely have foot. Don't walk around the whole gymnasium barefoot, right? I've have done flip that before. Flops or, you know, some people, depending on the individual, some people like to actually put their shoes back on between fights. Yeah. Either, either one is fine. I have my flip flops like but yeah, carrying you around. Have your footwear and then when my you first get combo, pulled I out of- them. Yeah, so I was walking around. Should have got DQ, bro. Yeah, I was walking around without footwear the whole time <laughs> through the stands and everything. Like it was looking back, it was pretty bad. But and then you would have black feet. Yeah, from all the crap. I would have got crap all yeah. over the mats. So Sorry, once guys. you get pulled from the bullpen up to your mat, then you take your footwear off. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When you're a mat side, then you know you can take your footwear off, and sometimes I even keep them on unless I'm trying to do a specific warm up technique yeah. that requires no shoes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, not quite an unspoken rule, but. Yeah, that needs that, to be said. That, that needs to be said. Connected to that, my next, I can't believe I have to say this rule because sometimes people need to be, well, not sometimes. In my experience, a lot of people need to be told this. I've met blue belts who need to be told this. And my next segue is into hygiene. Mm. You know, you have to wash your gi after every class, right? Yeah. It is so, it boggles my mind that some people need to be told that. Like, I've met, like I said, I've never met higher than a blue belt who isn't aware of this, but I remember in Brazil meeting one blue belt in particular. I was like, dude, like you, like your gi is rank. Not only does it mm. smell bad, right? Like the amount of bacteria and that's how you get ringworm and staff. And mm. dude, every class, you got to wash it after every class. It's not just your sweat, it's other people's sweat. And I'm going to look, this might lose us some followers, Kieran, but I'm going to say it. Wash your fucking belt. Yeah. Right, people 100%. who tell, a, what's wrong with you? You're not going to lose your knowledge washing your belt. You've got to wash your belt, man. People 100%. who say not to wash your belt because it's tradition or whatever it is, nah, it man. doesn't matter. Some traditions bacteria need to die. does not care about your traditions. Yeah, it's, okay? it's just it's just it, gross. This is not a, you know, this is not a cast iron skillet pan that is, you know, bacteria is like, killed because like a wok or something. How they keep they don't wash those or something. Not a wok, a cast iron. Do you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I know cast iron, but like I'm saying, like also. Maybe oh, maybe they don't wash yeah. woks. I, I think either, you I don't like, know. You, but you, you have to season cast iron skills. You've got to do right? the same with woks, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, like it's, I mean, it's different because certain temperatures are reached, bacteria is mm. killed by the one, you know. So don't make some argument saying, but I don't wash this, blah, 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 blah. Wash Man, your belt. Wash your belt. Don't be a grub. To be honest, I'll say this I don't wash my belt after every single class. Because A, do you wash your belt after every single class? Yes. Do you? Yeah. Sometimes I rock up and it's like still not completely really? dry. Yeah. yeah. I wash my belt like, well, I mean, firstly, I have multiple belts because it's not like, I mean, 
God, will I even live to get a coral belt? I don't know, but I'm going to have black belt for many, many years. So mm. I could invest in multiple. Well, I didn't invest in multiple belts. I got given one. I bought one. I got given another one. I got three or four. Yeah. So I can easily cycle through them. But, you know, I usually wash my belt at the end of the week. Like I've done my last class for the week. I chuck it in with my gi. Mm. Okay. Wash your belt, people. And, uh, yeah, you got to wash your gi after every class. I'll also say that just a little tidbit of advice, try wash it as soon as you can. I know this is not an unspoken rule, but, man, shit festers. Yeah. Like, you know when you know when no matter how many times you wash your rash guard, it doesn't lose that stank. Yeah, it's one of two reasons. Either a, it's just super old, and you know they, it's gone past its lifespan. Throw it out, move on, buy a new one. They don't last forever. That's cool. Mm. Or b, like you left it too long before you washed it, and that stank is like permanent now. Yeah, yeah. Like My, you let it marinate for too long, bro. I use a um, like it's not. It's I, so obviously I use detergent like the washing powder stuff when I'm putting my ghee in the wash, but I also use not every time, but regularly uh, throughout the week, like a, a specific liquid that is designed to kill extra bacteria and like clean yeah. like real dirty clothes. Yeah. So I put those that in as well, and that's helped a lot. Because yeah. if you just do a regular, even if it's sixty degree Celsius wash of your ghee, sometimes it's just not quite enough. You need some extra fucking oomph to kill all that, you know. If you're sitting here going, oh, but jibbers. it won't dry in time. Buy another gear, you buy. Yeah, which leads me to the point I wanted to bring up. In your opinion, for someone that trains regularly, and I'm not talking about the two to three times a week people. I know a lot of people out there listening to this are two to three times a week. If you're that, you can get away with two gears. But if you're training regularly, I think the optimum number that I've thought in my mind is four. No yeah. more than four. I mean, you can have more. I've got lots. Yeah, I mean, you could, but then you're not probably not going to wear them and then you I get- don't. Yeah. I have too many geese. Exactly. I have so many geese, more than I need. Yeah, minimalist lifestyle. But yeah, four geese good. I'm because let's say, for example, at the moment, the last few days in Sydney have been, I mean, warm, but it's been Rain. raining yeah. and humid. Both my geese are in the wash right now. I've got to hang them yeah. out. So <laughs> They're so, actually sitting there so, right now. Yeah. So like, and most people don't put their geese in a dryer because it shrinks mm. them and breaks down the fabric. I can testify but, to this. The one gee. I only have two, but the one that I've used in the dryer. You only have two geese still. I only have two. I'm You're still waiting. waiting. On those GG yeah, geese. Yeah, We've got yeah. new real cool GG geese coming for yeah. anyone who's a gaming fan. Yeah, the They're Vantage. Cool. The Vantage is the brand. GG geese. Yeah. Uh, waiting for some of them. When, been, when are they going to arrive? There has been a problem with the like file format with the manufacturer. Uh, it's okay. getting delayed a little bit. But okay. anyway. That's all good. So I'm waiting for those. I think I have two coming. Maybe one. I don't know, bro. Whatever. Yeah, so one of my geese that I had put in the dryer, it's ripped. the only gear that's ripped. Yeah. And it ripped within like the first six months of owning it. So it's pretty, you know, and the collar's all messed up on it. Like it looks like shit. I wouldn't, it's not my good gear. You know, I don't compete in it anymore, even though it's lighter than my black one. I, I complete in, uh, compete in my black gear normally. I um, just have the white as a spare. And it's ripped again as well. So I need to get patched again. Anyway. Learn that mistake. Get four geese. Obviously they're expensive. So build it up over time. Start with two, minimum two, and then and build up from yeah. there. One's not enough. Last thing I'll say on hygiene, because I think for me, hygiene is very uh, like obvious and goes without saying, but mm. and some people need to be told it. You got to cut your nails too. Oh man. Getting scratched by someone with long nails <laughs> yeah. sucks. It's happened to me a couple of times where I've been rolling with someone, have been scratched and then like took note of their long ass fucking nails. And because I'm like, 
I didn't want to like call them out. I haven't said anything, but man, there's there's been a few occasions where I, I kind of want to pull that person aside and be like, man, you need to cut your nails. Oh, just tell them straight up, bro. Yeah, I think I You're should. You're like, bro, yeah. your nails are way too long. Yeah. Look what you did to my face. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the back of my back of my neck and they yeah, like- Yeah, it sucks, yeah, bro. it's bullshit. Like yeah. cut your nails. Yeah. You have to cut them short. Not so short that they bleed or whatever, but like I think, I think you should be cutting your nails at least once a week just to keep them like short. Yeah. Even just a quick trim. Really important. Don't forget yep. your toenails as well. No one wants to see that. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, hygiene done. Yeah. Move on. And wash your ass while you're at it. Fucking <laughs> wash your ass. Sick of your stanky asses out there. Fucking and wear some fucking underpants. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to. It's in the rules. You have to wear underpants. Yeah, this is, this is shout out to Dan. Um, put some underpants on, man. Or, okay, here's another one. Or Aaron, what do you, get some underpants that don't have holes in them, bro. What, if, it, if it's just the elastic band yeah. that was Ugh. once underwear. He's wearing a jock shirt like a fucking jeep. bro. So he, here's one for you. What do you think about guys that wear spats and no shorts? No good. Yeah, no good. Agreed. You, no yeah. good. Yeah, particularly if you're not wearing underwear underneath those spats. I think there, oh, sh- there that's should be- real bad. There should be a two-layer rule. There needs to be two layers in between your balls and my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then even then, underwear with spats is still not enough. I want a third layer yeah. if that's the case because those spats are tight. Yeah, right? 100%. You see dudes at the gym I that need- just wear them for the squatting. Man, they're meant to be underneath your shorts. They are not I, meant to be yeah. instead of. I need a layer of- Baggy material yeah. between your nuts and my face. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I a fourth I don't, layer. I don't, I don't want it to look like I've like, uh, I've like plastic wrapped my leftover sausage and mash. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want, oh, I don't want that in so my gross, face. Man. With, with old soggy gravy. Yeah. yeah, especially when I'm caught in your triangle or something. Dude, I don't oh, want it. Oh, man. It's so funny when you have someone like, if you're on top and you go to like north-south and they've like turned onto their side and then like your fucking, your package is like right on top of their head. You're just like fucking, oh, yeah. just planted it. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, no gear can be pretty pretty personal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hygiene and penises, moving on. Uh, so while we're talking about like kind of arriving at the gym, I guess, this one is definitely an un- no, like no one tells you until you make this mistake and you get, well, it depends on the gym, but uh, older traditional gym or whatever will rip you a new one. If you're late to class, you best not dare like step on the mats until like the instructor sees you and allows you to come in. Mm. I'm well, you know, all these unspoken sort of rules. I'm very lax with them. Mm. Right. I've, uh, you know, I can be tough when I want to be when particularly if it's competition training and things like that. But as a whole, the atmosphere in our gym is a much more like less sort of traditional. You've got to do this and that, like, and it's a bit more like open and welcome and friendly and, you know, but, New school, we'll say. Yeah, let's call it that. New generation jiu-jitsu. A lot of gyms, man, if you're late, you, man, if you just like try to not even sneak into class, but if you try to join the class late without first getting the approval from the instructor to join the class, bro, they will rip you a new one. They will rip you a new one. It happened to me once, like, and I felt it was real unfair, but it happened to me once in Brazil where I knew this rule. And I didn't try to join the class, but the mat at the gym in Sao Paulo is so big that the 
the instructor, and it wasn't Fabio teaching this class, it was this other guy called Alex, who at the time was Fabio's right-hand man. And like, he couldn't see me. Like um, I was standing there waiting for ages. And like the longer I was waiting, the, the, longer, later, the later I was. Yeah. So I just kind of like, you know, hesitantly like stepped onto the mat to kind of be like, hey, Alex, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here. Is it okay? Like, cause he hadn't seen me. Mm. And the second he saw me like with a foot on the mat, bro, he was like, man, you're late. You don't fucking walk in, blah, blah, blah. Bring me a new one. And, you know, I couldn't even try to justify yeah. why I was stepping onto the mat, even though I was just trying to be like, get his attention. Yeah. But yeah. It that's- sucks being in, in on the receiving end in that situation where they're, the person that's feeding it to you, they're not giving you an opportunity to explain. Yeah. And even if you did, they wouldn't care. Yeah. That's really tough. Yeah. That's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, he uh, asked uh, for, uh, he asked for uh, it. He told yeah. me to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One time, like I'll never forget this. I, I was, when I was in the Navy, I was a junior officer and I got fucking destroyed by someone two ranks higher than me. Like my, who was my boss at the time, just fucking took me out on what's called the bridge wing, like the side of the, the bridge of a ship when no one was. And that's like the tradition, like, you know, the off- oh, the junior officers getting railed on the bridge wing. Like he took me out of the bridge wing and just fed me for like, oh, the the monologue went for over a minute, probably a minute and a half. And right at the end, he's like, he was boning me in for doing something, right? And he's like, who told you you could do that? Who Like why, what made you think that you could do this? And I was like, you told me to do it. So <laughs> I just had to cop it like, uh, 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 and just cop it for two minutes straight. And at the end, I'm like, you told me to do it on this date, like this time. And then he's just like, uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> but like, yeah, I thought you were about to say something like, you know, mention the name of someone who's his boss. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no, no. He was, I was like, you literally told me, you gave me permission to do this. And then he's like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. He didn't even apologize. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And they just walked off. I'm yeah. like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so good. Uh, all right. Next unspoken rule. Again, oh, yeah. I was, last time I'll say it, every gym's going to be different. Okay. Mm. So this could go into, if you're wondering if you're someone who's going to go traveling and visit a gym, right? Better safe than sorry. Assume they follow the unspoken rules. Uh, so one that is an unspoken rule in our gym is that when you arrive to class, like you greet everyone mm. as you walk. Actually, sorry, let me go back one. It's actually written on the. It is written on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some gyms or instructors have a bow when before you step on and off the mats. I don't enforce that. I've only ever bowed in jujitsu like once and it was out of awkwardness because someone bowed to me and I was like, yeah, yeah, right. I don't bow. Fabio has never told me to bow. No one bow. Like there were people in Brazil who would bow going on and off the mats, but they probably came from another gym where it was never a thing. At Gracie's obviously they do it and they bow to the photo of Gracie on the wall or whatever. So it was never a thing in my gym in Brazil. It's not a thing in our gym here. If mm. someone wants to do it, you know, when they bow before they step on and off the mats, like you're free to bow. I'm not mm. going to be like, bruh, we don't bow. What here. you bowing for, bruh? <laughs> yeah. Who you yeah. bowing to, you son? You drop a biscuit? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want to bow, like, okay, you could, for me, okay, as, as a black belt, if I'm visiting a gym, I'm not going to bow. Like if then the owner of the gym tells me, oh, bow, we bow before you go on or off the mat, I'll do it. Their gym, their rules. Okay. But yeah, right. by default. So you make a statement. You're like, you see everyone no, else no. bow and you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Probably. I'm not yeah, going right. to. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, you ain't bowing. You ain't bowing to no one. Yeah. I ain't bowing yeah. no one, bro. Yeah. You want to roll me, bro? <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> you like fucking the- make me bow? You, did you ever watch Mr. Bean? Yeah, 100%. Do you remember there's an episode where he's meeting the queen and he bows and he headbutts her? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a throwback. Yeah, so uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, look, if the owner of a gym that I'm in told me to bow, I would bow, of course. Mm. You know, it's their gym, their rules. I'm going to respect right. that. Uh, I be- Is this weird? I bow onto the mat when I'm competing because everyone else does it. I've never bowed going onto the mat in competition. I want to stop doing that because I, I oh, feel I've, free if you want. No, I mean, but I've just realized. Well, that- have I done it in comp? Like that. Yeah, whole, yeah, like, yeah. The whole like, oh, slap tap, your, tap, slap, slap your, your legs, legs and stuff. And and I only did it on my first comp because, like I, I've said on the podcast a million times, when I, I did a trial at a Gracie Baja gym like in 2016, and you know that's where I learned like all of this unspoken stuff, like bowing and shit like that because you're told to. Um, and then I, I saw other people doing it because at their gyms they bow on and off the mats. And so I just did it to f- fucking, f- you know, fit in, you know, yeah, fit yeah. in or fuck off sort yeah. of thing. I just just did it to not stand yeah, out. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore. I don't, I don't know, know if I make a statement. I don't I'm going to be like my own man. Yeah. So if you see your opponent bow, you're like, got him. What a loser. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's bowing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, heaps of people do it. Like heaps yeah. of everyone does. Re- it. Yeah. World champion guys do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever done it in comp. Now you're making me, you're kind of gaslighting me you know, right. intentionally. I'm questioning whether I bow because competition's got that like mm. elevated status. Signs of respect. And yeah. I don't think I do. But yeah, anyway, I, I've done it every time. If you want to bow, bow. If you're told to bow, probably bow. But every, you know, every, I don't bow. Every time, our purple belt Aaron, our purple belt, because he's ass. Yeah, I think yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time Aaron teaches a class after the class, when he's lining everyone everyone up, and he's like, oh, thanks to class, blah blah blah, gives his little like you know good job speech and everything. He bows to everyone, and then I was like, oh fuck, and I'm like, I'm back, and I'm like, ah, wait, wait, what am I doing? I fucked it up, fell over. <laughs> I broke my leg. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you caught me off yeah. guard, Aaron. Oh, yeah, he, he like does the whole us and you know does the bow, and then everyone else is like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna bow." <laughs> that's so weird. It's oh, funny. Uh, I was yeah. actually at a gym uh, in Sweden where they get everyone to to line up, and yeah, everyone like bows to everyone, and every time you go to handshake, you like bow. You, after the class, you know how when you line up and you high five everyone or whatever, yeah, yeah. they they don't do that. They like do a mini bow and like do a like a an elbow shake. to elbow oh, bro, shake to, or something. Yeah, like it's like so I've been, fucking. I've been to some God. gyms where yeah, you line up and you essentially like, like do minutes, like yeah. <laughs> you like do a bow and a handshake and a hug yeah, yeah, with every that. single yeah. person. I'm like, bro, man, there's like 20 people. Here. I strategically line up my students, so I've like we just go down the line and just like high, high five, five yeah. right. And, and this is again from, cause it's how we did it in Brazil. And mm. there would sometimes be like 50 people in a class, yeah, bro. Like, like so, and I strategically line people up so I can go high five, high five, five. And by the time I finish, I'm at the door and I just <laughs> walk straight out. Thongs on, before, walk out, get the car. <laughs> before someone asks me a fucking stupid question. <laughs> nah. You're fucking at home. <laughs> yeah. You're like, where's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But okay. The so, bowing thing is funny. Yeah. It's funny. If you want to bow, bow, I don't care. It's funny for us because we like, you know, you come from a gym and you create a gym where we don't do it. So we look at like these traditions of like this traditional martial art and we kind of think it's funny, but to them it's like part of the tradition. So I'm not, we're not poking fun at your gym. I think we're poking fun at like the, the juxtaposition, yeah. if you will, the, the contrast. Just the other day, yesterday it might've even been in the middle of class, uh, uh, someone rocked up to the gym who worked for the um, utility company. He was checking the gas meter and blah, blah, blah. And he had to get to somewhere that was across the mats, right? And uh, yeah, so he he like took his shoes off and like, and then he bowed and like walked, walked up like across the mats. Yeah, right. And uh, not out of nowhere, like we had already, you know, I already knew he was working yeah, on yeah, the premises. Course. It wasn't like he just walked in, you know? Mm. And, um, and as he's walking across, like, 
he goes, oh, he's like, I train too. I'm a blue belt at Gracie Baja. Oh, there you and go. of course I was like, I was like, in my mind, I was like, of course you are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Awesome. Bro, blah, so blah, blah, blah. he's a blue belt at Gracie Baja. So it's kind of like a white belt. Hey man, maybe Gracie Baja people are listening. Calm down. Yeah. No, <laughs> we got heaps of Gracie Baja people listening. No, they're cool. We love you guys. They're cool. They're cool. cool no, guys. no, you're they're cool. cool. I mean, cool. I think on previous episodes <laughs> I've spoken about. The rivalry. You know, in the, yeah. No, no, but even just like teams Friendly. and yeah. what it means. And yeah. I don't have any time for that politic crap. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, anyway, going back, unspoken rule at our gym that, again, if someone doesn't do it, it's not like I pull them up on it. But, yeah, you greet everyone as mm. you walk into class. You know, when people are usually sitting around on the mats waiting for class to start, mm. you know, when you rock up, you go around and you greet everyone. Yeah, 100%. What I will add to that, and this definitely isn't enforced in our gym, nor do I care, but some gyms, it's like – okay, but you greet those people in order of their seniority. Like you, so for example, and I still do this, if I were to go back to Brazil and visit, like even though I would walk past those 20 dudes and go go to Fabio first and greet him. And then probably then I would just do it whichever, like I would go around in the circle. I'm not going to constantly zigzag across the mat and go, who's the next? Oh, four straight purple belt, you know, like. We have this, again, I'm sorry for so many Navy analogies, but there's so many like traditions that like, cross crossover we have the same thing in in the navy is when you come into the officer's mess you have to and if you're not wearing uniform you have to go to the most senior person and uh excuse your dress like and and that's a legit thing and like you you need to like look around and walk past anyone like obviously the most senior person in uniform it's a bit please excuse my rig is what you need to say and they're like yeah whatever like you know it's it's (laughs) because they don't don't care they just no one gives a fuck like it's just the format yeah whatever yeah 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 whatever so, so it, for, it's the same for me at our gym, you know, it's like, well, just do whatever's logical. Whoever's yeah. the person first, like greet everyone as you go yeah. around. But I uh, try to make an effort to greet whoever the instructor is, like if it's yourself or Aaron first. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way, I suppose. Like if I walk in and there's like someone standing there in like the little lobby getting changed as well. And they say, to, and they go to say hi to you and you're you like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I haven't whoa, whoa, said whoa. hi to Adam yet. No, you just full, put your hand up. I'm like, <laughs> Don't no, you no, dare no, fucking high five not me, looking bro. At you. Like oh, headbutt up instead, like. <laughs> Get nervous, like, oh, oh, puss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I thought we were bowing, bro. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's definitely a well-known unspoken rule. You greet everyone yeah. as you walk on the mats. Yeah. Um, so. I do have another rule that I think. I have lots more rules. I mean, but fuck, fuck, we're already 30 minutes in. There's been lots of laughs, too much caffeine. Yeah. I'm sweating over here. We need to fucking get serious, man. None of this banter. No one came here to listen to your jokes, Kieran. Exactly. No one cares about the Navy. No one cares about the banter. Just get on with the facts, bro. No one even cares about the jujitsu. No one cares about the podcast. (laughs) 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 So here's a rule that I only discovered after, um, I don't don't even know. I think it was – YouTube comments, something you, you guys know, I get my information from pretty uncredible sources. So at some gyms, apparently it's a rule that you have to wear a rash guard underneath your gi. That is a, a lot of gyms. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's a, like a hygiene thing or something. I think that's what they try to claim it as. Yeah. Uh, really. I think it's just a scam to sell more rash guards. But because like you. Which leads me to my next point. You aren't allowed to wear, in a lot of competitions, you are not allowed to wear a rash guard underneath your, your gi. And if you Unless are. Unless gir- girls are allowed to. Yeah. But yeah. And, and like, if you are allowed to wear the rash guard underneath your gi, it literally specifies in the, in the fucking um, rule set. It's like you are, this is exempt. Like it, it's the other way around to what you would think. Yeah, like you're not allowed yeah. to wear it. So I like your approach of like training how you fight. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a scam to sell more rash guards. Yeah. Scam we'll be implementing from Monday, but um, yes. no. no. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't say, yeah, kind of, not necessarily an unspoken rule. You'll be told straight away whether yeah. that's the gym policy. So if you, you are visiting another gym, bring one with you just in case. Even if it's Chances not are, though, if it's a gym that has that rule, they probably also have the rule that you can only train in their geese. A lot like of the time, in, yeah. So then you're probably just either going to train there or be forced to buy it or rent one or whatever. I mean, no yeah. one's going to rent a rash guard. That's gross. But yeah, man, if I went to a gym, right. And they were like, yeah, you can't wear your gear. You have to rent one of ours. I don't know how I'd take that. I would be a little bit taken aback by that. I think it was a bit weird if I was just visiting, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, don't know how common that is, but I wouldn't common, like, like You'll find lie. the, if you're a big famous name slash gym, you can get away with whatever you want. I suppose. Yeah. You know, like, if you visited Atos, mm. right, in San Diego, the headquarters, yeah. that's their policy. You have to hire you would a probably, gi. yeah, or buy one or whatever, and it wow. can only be a white gi. You'd mm. probably suck it up and train, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, 100%. You would suck it up. Like, I'm right? not saying I wouldn't. But if, you, but I but if it was just some random gym in Sweden while you were there on holidays, you'd be a bit like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, because I did go to a random gym, and they were totally cool. They're very welcoming. Yeah, like, yeah. let me do whatever the fuck I wanted. Uh, but yeah, if they were like, nah, bro, you got to wear like algae. You got to buy one. I'd yeah. be like, well, catch you later, cunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like See you that. fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, not, not having a bar of it, man. But All right, another unspoken rule. Let's move this puppy along. Is the the whole, you know, rank of, of jujitsu and that there's a dumbass unspoken rule that is you're not allowed to ask a higher belt to roll. I've never adhered to that. It's because yeah. we don't enforce it at all in the gym, mm. right? I think it's, you know, what, like if, if you're a white belt, that means you've just got to sit there and like, you know, get the scraps. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever. you're like, you know, you're, it's like the hierarchy of, li- of pride of lions. You're like the last person to eat and you get to eat, you know, <laughs> the anus <laughs> of the wildebeest that no one else wanted. <laughs> yeah. uh. So like, yeah, I think, I think it's stupid. Uh, but connected to that rule is the the hierarchy. And this is something you'll probably notice that even though I don't enforce it, there's enough people in the gym that have trained elsewhere. So it's kind of like this whole collective amount of people, right, that have been exposed to these unspoken rules that allows them to continue. Mm. So even though what I'm about to mention I've never once enforced, right, unless you get a gym where – from day one, you never allow anyone to come into the gym who's trained elsewhere. Okay, okay, then there's going to be no outside influences. But this is a rule we – I don't even want to say we have, but people follow despite it never being mentioned once and me never enforcing it, is even though anyone can ask anyone to roll, I have white belts ask me to roll, mm. which actually, to be honest, I find a bit annoying. But no, I'm joking. Something depends on the white belt really. But <laughs> – is that let's say you and Ollie are rolling. So you're a blue belt and he's a purple belt. Maybe you didn't ask him to, or however it came about, you two are rolling. So there's Ollie's your senior. Mm. But then if I was, and you've already got your partner, the roll hasn't started, but the round's about to start. And then I say, Kieran, let's go. Yep. You would turn to Ollie and say, oh, sorry, bro. Yep. Like, 100%. Because like I pull rank over Ollie. 100%. Or even if it was not Ollie, like, okay, Joey's a black belt now, but even when Joey was a brown belt, if Joey was like, Kieran, let's go, yep. you'd be like, sorry, Ollie, 
Jerry Poole's rank. 100%. Even though I've never once mentioned that or enforced it, and Ollie would be cool with it because he's trained elsewhere. There's enough people I think it's brown belting up. I'm just going to say that. I think it's like black belt in, in our gym. I feel like definitely- Well, you're the, a blue belt now, but like- If, if Ollie, if I was rolling with like Toby, right? Blue belt. Yeah. And Ollie, purple belt, asked me to roll. I'm like, sorry, bro. I'm with Toby. Would you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. Yeah. If it was bef- like- if it was before, if it was like a white belt, I would, I don't know. It depends if I wanted to roll you're, or not. You're, you know like, I mean? you're similar to the, you need like two layers of fabric between yeah, yeah. your junk. I need two belt. You need, like you need like, yeah. yeah, 100%, 100%. So I, I think in my mind, I apply this rule adamantly when it comes to yourself and Joey, our two black belts. Um, <laughs> JT, you're like, fuck you, nah, bro. I don't, he, know, I don't know what wrong He doesn't train now, Jim. He's nah. a fucking, he's a visitor. No, <laughs> nah, nah, exactly. no, 100%. I, I would apply the same with, yeah, with yeah. JT as well or, or a visiting black belt. So yeah, I definitely adhere and, and brown belt as well. I, I, I adhere to that. And it's the same, um, which you're probably going to mention this next, but I want to jump in before you can, <laughs> is there is an unspoken rule with rank order in who gives way on the mat. Yeah, so that was the, my next segue. Yeah. If you notice, I've segued this fucking episode beautifully if you, you notice just, every single unspoken rule has like connected to the next yeah normally you really like train, really shit at segueing but this has been good so i'll segways and analogies bro i'm all oh, i'll give you analogies but segways anyway if segway you want a away. great analogy you can listen to the last episode no two episodes ago episode 64 kieran makes a great space shuttle rocket analogy shut, the, shut up <laughs> Anyway. It's like, you know, when you're like a rocket and I'm like, shut up, Kieran, leave the analogies to me. I make analogies, you make nutrition advice. Yeah, I'm the black belt. You give way to my analogies. Yeah. So when, now that was a good segue. When we're on the mats, um, now this gets a little bit sticky when like the it's similar sort of rank or whatever. But if if I'm on the mat, this is going to sound arrogant because I, I, I did it as well when I was white belt. If, if there's two white belts rolling and there's two blue belts rolling, the white belts give way to the blue belts. Mm-hmm. If there's two blue belts rolling and a purple belt and a white belt is rolling, you give way to who, whoever is the most senior rank in that role, the whole role assumes the rank. Yeah, that's right. right. That's Navy right. analogy coming. We have the same thing in the Navy. If you are walking with a senior officer, there's you a senior the officer rank. and a junior officer, whichever one's getting down on the other one, you make room. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you get in line. We, when it comes to saluting in the Navy, if you're walking with a senior officer, like you're walking with them somewhere, like, you know, you're actually walking with them, uh, you assume their rank in terms of saluting. So if, if say, for example, if you're with a, a three-ring commander and you're a lieutenant, you're two rings, and you walk past another commander, you don't salute them because you assume the commander's rank as a lieutenant. You're like, I'm a disca. Yeah. Even, even sailors, when they walk with an officer, they assume the officer's rank. So it's the same in a role, right? And this is like yeah, an unspoken yeah, yeah. rule. The role assumes the rank of whoever the most senior person is, and they the rank order takes precedent. But I, not, I'd not say- a role that, not, a, not a rule that you adhered to very well last night. Mate, we just kept getting in your way. Well, Who we, were you rolling with? It? We right, were Toby? moving. Were you, no, no, I was with Alex. We were moving Alex. for you, but it was like every time I would- Two blue belts and right next to you, two black belts. You but, kicked JT in the head twice. But every time we did, we then moved. Not far enough. Clearly, it's a packed mat. I, I'm not even going to apologize to that. It's JT, who cares? Come out of here. No, you'd smash me. Like, yeah, in don't, an if he sees this, you in he trouble. won't see. It. It's, mate, it's nearly 40 minutes in. He doesn't listen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it is a, it's definitely an unspoken rule. Yeah. Uh, that 
Again, none of these unspoken rules I ever enforce. So a lot of gyms will- Some of the like belts I though. Said, like I've heard Ollie be like, get the fuck it. Look, not, he didn't swear, but like yeah. say move like to white belts or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like two white belts going at it hard. Don't care. Like move. Yeah. You know, you, so, were, in, you were in the way of, a, of the senior belt. Yeah. That's, you know, well, like I said before, if you've got these unspoken rules continue even mm. when they're not enforced because you have, uh, you know, an amalgamation of people who have trained all over the place, right, mm. where they've learned these rules. Some gym – I've never enforced ever any of these unspoken rules, right, but they, they exist. They almost enforce themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't 100% follow that rule. I definitely do if I were, like, feeling – that I'm a student again in someone else's gym or back in my gym in Brazil. But I, I definitely apply a bit more of a common sense rule. Oh man, it's hard to say. I guess the reason it's unspoken is it's kind of a bit, well, it's, you know, I'm going to decide in the moment. For example, usually I try to apply a common sense logic. So I could be rolling with a black belt, but let's say we're in a bit of a static position like not much is currently happening maybe we've settled into side control and not a lot is happening and then right next to me there's two white belts but they're in a fully extended arm bar and it's like I'm going to move out of their way like mm. they're in a much more important point of their match mm. right but in saying that that exact same scenario could play out but maybe that side control that I've settled into like me and that black belt are having a freaking war and I'm in that like competition mentality yeah I'm only like get to hell out of the way white belts yeah. like you know in my space yeah so i like to lean towards the former where i just try to take the information and go well who's in a harder position to replicate like who's in a more make or break position those people all right the other people get out of the way right but sometimes in the moment you're just having a heated role that yeah. you could be chilling in closed guard with nothing happening but i'm going to be telling those other people to move so Man, it's definitely I, an I unspoken rule that exists in every gym. I get frustrated when like if I'm rolling with Toby, a, per, a blue belt, and we're going to war and like maybe I'm on the receiving end or I just got in Aventis position or whatever and like I'm I'm going at it and then like two, two white belts that are sort of just chilling, get in the way, that just in the back of my mind, like, motherfuckers like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. like, I swept just, in but you were yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what rank they are, like I suppose, notwithstanding like, uh, you know, black belts, but – if someone gets in the way when you are in that heated position as it is, it's the nature of being in the gym, but it, there is frustration as it stands. Don't you reckon so, that like, let's say if that same situation you have in a heat, like Toby's one of your best training partners at the mm -hmm. moment where one day he'll get the upper hand on you, the next day you'll get the upper hand on him. You guys have super good wars. You're both yeah. competitive, same weight, different body type, but you're different style, like just such a valuable training partner for you to have at the moment. Mm. Every role's a battle, right? Let's take that same situation. Let's say you're about to sweep Toby. Mm. Or you're about to take Toby down, yep. right? And as you take him down, you kind of bump into this pair of low-life white belts. And you're, going, going, and, and, you're, and you're going to be like, fucking white belts getting in my way. That exact same scenario. And then you're like, fucking white belts. And you realize one of those white belts is partnered with like me or Joey. You'd automatically have that, what have I done? <laughs> like, I remember having that in Brazil, like this war. And then like, oh, these people, I realized one of them's Fabio. Oh, sorry, Fabio. Oh, my, oh. my bad, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Man, there's been a couple of times where I've just 
done it anyway. Like just I know. for it anyway. Last, Last night, night. <laughs> you kicked JT in the head twice. <laughs> With the exact same like attempt to take down. I had to give up the position. I was, I was furious. It's like, fuck it out, guys. <laughs> I, said, I, I wrote JT a formal complaint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was I am beside myself. For context, that was submission only. And I'd been battling with Alex, uh, another blue belt, for like nearly 20 minutes at this point. And, man, I just, yeah, I was, I was committing. I was not. Because, like, in my mind. Who ended up winning that one? I did, yeah. yeah. I didn't get subbed last night. Didn't you? No. Oh, of course. I, I didn't go so with So you were anyone. in the whole time? Yeah. I didn't go yeah, with right. anyone higher than a, a blue belt, but still. Like, oh, man. Still, we I'll did 50 it. minutes. Of yeah, and I, I, was with, I was with Alex, Anthony, um, both blue belts, and Terrence, blue belt. You, only those three people you cycled through. Um, or in a couple of white belts. Yeah, right. The the girls, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're like 30 kilos lighter than you. Yeah, it wasn't. And white belts. Yeah, it wasn't really fair. So I, I, I just moved until I was like recovered and then stopped. <laughs> 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 that's really, that's so, uh, that's so cruel, but it's true. Like we, I moved around, let them move, let them work. Didn't like use my weight heavy on them. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was ready to, to, to move on, I stopped them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So anyway, that's a really common unspoken rule i've got i mean geez this episode has like the time's ticked away and i've mentioned like three three rules um might have to do a part two might have to so let me just i i've got a whole list here i just want to rapid fire rapid fire for 10 minutes oh, but i don't think it does does it just you're gonna miss the banter bro all right uh what's next so well i might just I might just finish it with one and so we're keeping the nice sort of segue. I mean, I've done it so beautifully segueing from like arriving in the the gym and stepping on the mats and giving priority to people rolling and whatever. So let me just kind of to some extent bring it it full circle and finish it with Eddie's super rude and disrespectful to not thank your training partner post-roll no matter how bad the role went. Yeah. Right? And uh, I'm sure if you've trained long enough and you're competitive enough, you for sure would have done this where you have a bad role with your partner, the timer ends and like you just like you fuck off and go get your a drink or, once, I've done or whatever, right? Yeah. But you always high five knuckles, right? You always thank, him, yeah. thank your partner, like greet your partner, whatever label you mm. want to put on it at the start of the role and at the end of the role. Yeah. Right, it is bad form. Like it's a bit different if you're doing like shark tanks or something where yeah. it's you know. Okay, uh, that where, was the time where I fucked off and didn't. Right, was yeah. during a like a, a that sort of scenario. Yeah, it can be a little different when you're yeah. like to the point where sometimes we will do specific like types of specific training where I go out of my way to say don't high five knuckles. Just go right, it, yeah. just like once the timer beeps, new partner straight away, straight away, straight away. Right. So unless it's a sort of scenario like that. Right, mm. it is very bad form, and bad manners, and sort of this would actually maybe now that I think about it, this might be a rule that I would call people up on because mm. out of everything we've said today, the rules that I would definitely call people up on. Well, one is hygiene. I'll one hundred percent like enforce that rule. The other unspoken rules like greeting people and giving way to higher belts, that's just organically goes into place. And I'm not that fussed about it, nor if do you I like force it or air whatever. Quote, break that rule. It's not the end of the day. That's Maybe right. someone eventually will if, say it to you. Exactly. Maybe you'll just learn it. But if you break yeah. the the rule of hygiene yeah. by coming in in a rank gi, like I'm instantly gonna right, pull you, rank, you up on yeah. it. Right. This might be another one where 
Maybe if it happened once, I'll be like, oh, whatever. Or, you know, if it is that once in a blue moon where the person got the shits with the bad role, I'm going to let it slide. But, you know, it is bad form. It's bad manners. You, I don't care how shit the role was, right, how competitive you are with that person, how much they smashed you, okay, you suck it up and, and thank them for being your training partner. You don't have 100%. to say thank you. Just give them the high five knuckles, Yeah. right? Unless they're a prick and they like eye gouged you or something yeah. and punch him in the face. Yeah, and then you bounce. No, don't him punch him in the face because jujitsu is way more effective. Right? Yeah. Grappling. Yeah, you're 100%. Punch yeah. Punch <laughs> hurt your little knuckles. Don't yeah. do it. Right? But yeah, that's a, an unspoken rule that is super bad form not to be high five knuckles at the start of your role and the yeah. end of your role. Like I said, I've only done it again. It was, it was like a Shark Tank specific sort of scenario, but still it sticks in my mind. Um, I was, was doing really well. And I got caught by a white belt in like a guillotine. Um, and I was like, I just got promoted at that time. So I just got arrogant, got caught in a guillotine and I refused to tap. For so it wasn't ages. that long ago then? No, no, no. This was like the end of last year or something like that. Who was it? Um, Brendan. He caught me in like a oh, standing Brandon. guillotine and I didn't want to tap. I was like, no way. This guy's not never going to sub me. Like never. Ever. He's just a white belt. Yeah. It was the first time he subbed me. And then I, I had to tap and I was, I just stormed off. I was so mad. Like that's the maddest I've gotten after. Like it wasn't even a roll roll. It was like, a, you know, specific training. Yeah. And I shouldn't have gotten that mad, but yeah, that's, that's something that sticks in my mind. How like frustrated I was. And um, I mean, now that I think about it, Brendan hasn't been back since. Yeah. Wonder why. He's actually away on a Wonder boat. how his legs are. He's, he's away <laughs> earning the right to put an elbow on the table. Well, no, <laughs> no, isn't he? Well, you I don't be know. Be under sail, is. like you have to be under wind power. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He's on. He's on like a choo choo. Yeah, a, a motorboat. A motorboat. <laughs> 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 it's terrible. Uh, uh, I will. Um, I did have. I did have one more. You shoot. I'm going to leave my unspoken rules there because want, we're already almost an hour in, and I've oh, packaged it so beautifully. Kieran. Beautifully. I just have one more that I want to bring up because it still happens so often with me, like with, with training partners all the time. And I've spoken about it in way early days in, in the in the podcast, early, early episode when I learned this lesson. And I think that I want your opinion on it. I'll just tell when I learned the lesson is when I was rolling with Joey when he was a brown yeah, I knew belt. I it was going to be with Joey. Yeah, I was rolling with Joey and um, I I had that like mentality that you talk about all the time. You even mentioned it to someone last night where like lower belts have this tendency to go light with upper belts because they don't want to mess the status quo. They don't want to mess, mess up the status quo. They don't want to like seem as though they're being insulting. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't want to like – and sometimes they don't want to go hard because they don't want to get smashed That's as well. true. That yeah, happens. Yeah, that, yeah, that happens. Yeah. But anyway, I was in that sort of scenario with Joey and he went for like a submission and I tapped before it was even applied, well before it was applied. And the reason that it's so fresh in my mind is because a white belt did that to me yesterday, exact same position. And I, I, my reaction wasn't as like forceful as Joey's, but it was the same at the start. It, it just wasn't like the follow-up, like, um, you know, disappointed dad speech after it. So basically the, the whole concept is don't tap when you're not in a submission, right? That's right. Yeah. Like, okay, I've, if you're in pain, if you're uncomfortable, if you need to get out of the position because whatever, yeah, okay, tap, tap. Yeah, if you've got an injury or something. Exactly. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you are with a high belt or whoever it is and they don't have the submission yet, but you you tap just for nothing. You can't just tap because it sucks. Yeah, or tap to reset or like, yeah. or tap yeah. because you, you're like, oh, yeah, I think they're going to sub me. That, and that's what this white belt did to me last night. He thought, because I hadn't, I hadn't applied the submission and he didn't realize that yet. Yeah. Like, well, he did, but he didn't think I would know that. Yeah. 
I hadn't applied it. It was the same submission that Joey did to me as well. It was like That's a, so it was funny. like a Kimura, um, uh, uh, Americana moving to a Kimura from like top control, right? Exact same scenario. It was super like, it was really weird for me because I was in Joey's position then. And I, I said to him like, oh, why'd you tap? Like what, what got you there? And then he was like, oh, you, you were going for the subs. Like, was yeah, it hurting? I, like yeah, I, was, I didn't have it. Yeah. And I was like trying to be like, you know, I was trying to say to him like, don't do that. But yeah. I didn't say that. And, and I was like, I didn't it's actually, have it yet. You know? It's actually a good unspoken rule slash bit of advice for new people. Because when someone's brand new to jujitsu, like I'll tell them, man, if in doubt, if anything doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. whatever, you can tap, your 100%. partner will stop, yeah. you know, but then don't, don't, you don't want that then to become like, oh, I can just tap when, when shit gets hard or yeah. when yeah, <laughs> I yeah, see yeah. it in kids class a lot. Cause I really enforce for kids yeah, you have to, to tap whenever. Cause I need you to stay safe and have fun. So then they'll start like, they'll just get their guard pass and be like, tap, <laughs> like you can't tap there, bro. Yeah. You know, that's really yeah. frustrating. And Not, I, I, I mean, them- I would on a more sort of for a more advanced student to some extent, more advanced, I would say that, yeah, you can't tap to pressure. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if you're tapping, it's because something's about to break yeah. or you're about to pass out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, ignoring or you're, or you're injury. protecting an injury. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ignoring, ignoring all that. Some of the, yeah. the- But don't don't tap early just because like, you know, this person is going to yeah. sub you. Yeah. But if they haven't got it yet, like you're, you're right. being detrimental to their training. That's right. hundred percent. So you need to respect your partner in that sense. So it's very frustrating. And I've, I give it the benefit of the doubt when they are like super new and I haven't seen them before or whatever. But if it's like our second, third, fourth role- like I, I, I asked him, are you right? Like, why, why'd you tap there? Like yeah. I, I call him out on it a little bit, yeah. you know? And th- th- we have another guy that I've only ever seen him train Nogi and he's been doing the same, a white belt. And he taps like for, to nothing. Like you, you shoot a sub and he will tap and you're like, ah, come on. Come you on, get bro. up and you're like, you fucking suck. <laughs> Head buddy. Yeah. Get out of my gym. Yeah. But like, again, protect yourself at all times, but at the same time, you know, respect, respect your partner. Don't, yeah. don't insult them yeah. in that sense. All right, so let's leave it there. We'll try sort of, uh, God, let me try rattle them off. We had, can't even remember the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No shoes on the mat and bare feet, no bare feet. Yep. Walking on the mats, if you want to bow or not bow, whatever, different in every gym. Yeah. Greet your, your fellow training partners. A lot of gyms, the, the rule is in order or at least the instructor first. Yeah. There's an unspoken rule of not being allowed to ask a higher belt to roll. And if you're already partnered up and a higher belt from that pair calls you, they pull rank. Mm-hmm. Same goes for if you're bumping into people when you're rolling, you give way to whichever pair has the higher rank and always thanking your partner for training. You don't have to say thank you, but high five knuckles at the start and end of the roll. And then, you know, briefly your rule of don't tap to nothing. Yeah, don't, don't tap to nothing. Don't be that dude. Don't be that dude. No one yeah. likes that dude. I have so many more like as you're around. Except, except Kevin. Kevin's cool. Yeah. He does that. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's got no more shoulder. <laughs> yep. do, you know, do you know who Kevin is? You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Do I know Kevin? You do, but Kevin's yeah. not around anymore. Remember Kevin? Yeah. yeah, I remember Kevin. Kevin lost his pec muscle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he ripped it off. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Kevin got, should Kevin I'll, should I'll have this out. Kevin should Kevin should adapt. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll nah. leave it there. Love you, Kevin. Um, I do. I actually messaged him the other day, and he oh, ghosted really? me. Uh, Maybe he's back home. Kevin's from he's oh he's English. No, I don't know. I don't know. I messaged him to see how he's going. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, this is 
nothing to do with what we're talking about. Personal Ke- information. Kevin had a was rolling with Kieran and just got caught in a um, armbar. Kimura. Kimura, sorry, Kimura. And I don't know, it just it was put on sweet, but it just unfortunately tore his shoulder and pec muscle. And I messaged him to see how he's doing, but I didn't hear back. Yeah. He is English, so I don't know if he's gone home or yeah. whatever. Okay. Anyway. If Sorry, you're listening, Kev. Kevin, love you, man. Fucking message bro. me back, bro. Stop ghosting me. Anyway, leave it there. Thanks, thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast. This was episode number sixty-six, all about unspoken rules. If you have some more unspoken rules that you want us to know about, you can yeah tell us some unspoken tell us rules about, in your gym. Yeah, you can tell us by speaking them in audio format. Audio format. I said audio format. Audio format. If you want to submit a question to the show, you can do so by audio format. Find the link in our link tree. I say this at the end of every podcast so far. So long time listeners are like, yeah, yeah, boys, come on. Uh, they've already, they've already, they've, like, they've already, they've, they've already stopped listening. They're like, point, yeah, yeah. if the intro <laughs> shit, imagine the outro. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse. But you can find that on our link tree. It's the first link in the link tree. Click the link. You have to submit an audio question. Get it in. We'll play it on the show. Episode number 70 is coming up very, very quickly. That's where we take audio questions? Audio questions. That's amazing. Every 10 episodes we do a Q&A on the 10th episode and it is next episode is 70 and we probably already recorded it, but submit your questions anyway. You'll get the next one. Until next time. Just tape it. <laughs> I don't-